this interview was supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Beatrice. Beatrice had no role in the selection of the topics or the selection of the speakers and has not vetted or reviewed the content of any of the interviews. The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro and I have the pleasure of sitting on the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. And today I'm joined by Dr. Langer. Dr. Langer, can you introduce yourself for our audience? Uh, yes, I'm a primary care physician, a, a family medicine background, as well as uh, board certified in preventive medicine. Uh, I've been in clinical practice for more than 40 years. I've been a card-carrying epidemiologist for more than 30 years. Uh, uh, my professional life has been split between clinical practice and research primarily focused on prevention of major diseases in aging with a particular focus on prevention of diseases in postmenopausal women. Uh, so I, with that, with that, I'm going to use your expertise to have us look back onto the Women's Health Initiative. And really, here we are decades later. And I guess the main question that we have is really what can we take away and what can we believe from the Women's Health Initiative? So let's remind our audience what the primary research question was. And, and the design that it used and how that differed from the research that predated the Women's Health Initiative. Well, the WHI hormone trials were designed to assess the effects of menopausal hormone therapy in women who were well past menopause. At the time it was planned, uh, data from many different sources, uh, uh, human studies, mostly observational designs and animal studies, suggested that menopausal hormone therapy begun near the time of menopause to treat menopausal symptoms, but continued for years afterwards, was protective against the major chronic diseases that women get as they get older, especially heart disease, which is the major cause of death in women. And that it also helped to maintain bone density, uh, preventing uh, fractures related to osteoporosis, another major health hazard in older women. And since the incidence of all of these chronic diseases increases with increasing age, it was felt that maybe starting hormones at a later age would have at least as much benefit. Uh, clinical trials done for prevention of cardiovascular disease even tended to show that people with higher burdens of risk factors got even greater protection uh, from an intervention than people with lower levels. So that was the setting uh, and uh, at that point, it was very uncommon for older women to be prescribed HRT, so uh, uh, there really wasn't much to go on in terms of observational data. So the primary question was whether menopausal hormone therapy would reduce the incidence of coronary heart disease in women who were a decade or more after menopause. And I guess that's, that's the biggest question. And, then, and some of the biggest lessons that we learned from the Women's Health Initiative, simply that age does matter. So to summarize for us, you know, you remember the headline news and then the data that began to come out afterwards. What was the first big bang that we heard from the WHI and, and what since have we learned? Well, yeah, the first big bang from the WHI was uh, stunning. Uh, it was um, uh, a much... Uh, uh, hyped 
press release and uh, a major paper in the Journal of the American Medical Association in the summer of 2002 that said uh, essentially major hormone study stopped for breast cancer harm. And in fact, that was a gross misrepresentation of what had happened. Uh, the study was stopped early on the recommendation of our data safety and monitoring board uh, for a breast cancer level that crossed a conservative monitoring boundary, not for a statistically significant finding of harm. But that was not made clear in the press release and even the paper that was initially published uh, really fudged the description of that. In fact, that paper was uh, essentially a fait accompli that was uh, uh, shown to the principal investigators who had conducted this study uh, just 10 days before it was supposed to be published. And it turned out that even after we saw it and uh, asked for some changes, since we were primary authors on the paper, uh, that was not possible because it turned out the paper had already been printed and was in warehouses uh, ready to be distributed to the Postal Service to subscribers. So, uh, so a gross distortion, misrepresentation, focusing on breast cancer, which is women's major fear, uh, mm -hmm. uh, rather than what truly happened, uh, set the stage for uh, really where we still sit uh, about two decades later. Uh, where a rational conversation about what truly was found has been all but impossible. So let's talk about those two really big, bold words, misrepresentation and misstated. So if we were to try and correct those initial impressions, and we know how extraordinarily difficult it is to sway opinions once they've been made, even in the face of overwhelming data. Where was the misrepresentation? The misrepresentation was in implying that there was a significant increase in breast cancer. In fact, uh, the increase that was found was not statistically significant, uh, never has been. And in fact, in the only truly protocol um, uh, protocol compliant analysis that has been published on those data, uh, the 95% confidence interval for the breast cancer rate after all of the data had been collected, cleaned, and summarized still was not statistically significant. And so uh, that um, incredibly powerful statement early on that fixed the impression of most clinicians and certainly most women worldwide in terms of the impact of uh, uh, menopausal hormone therapy has stuck. Uh, but even as importantly, perhaps more so, uh, the WHI had two treatment arms, one for women with a hysterectomy before they entered the study that was only conjugated to fine estrogen 0.625 milligrams per day. And the other, uh, the one that was stopped first with combined hormone therapy, same CEE plus uh, 2.5 milligrams per day of medroxyprogesterone acetate. Now, it was that combined study that showed the non-significant increase. In fact, stunningly, two years later, the study of 
unopposed conjugated equine estrogen actually showed a reduced rate of breast cancer that barely made a ripple in the world's consciousness because the impression had already been set by the misrepresentation of the earlier arm that was stopped. And so, in fact, not just from the WHI, but uh, in more recent meta-analyses combining other clinical trials looking at estrogen alone, and then parallel meta-analysis done by the same investigators looking at uh, clinical trials of combined hormone therapy, estrogen alone in the clinical trial data is associated with a non-significant but roughly 40% decrease in breast cancer risk in trials across the board. In the WHI with longer uh, follow-up, the estrogen alone arm was actually associated with a clinically uh, and statistically significant reduction in breast cancer. So we really have two opposing factors and it's the progestogen that seems right. to be the key factor, the selection of the progestogen. So before I let you go, um, talking to our clinicians, some of whom lived through the WHI era and new clinicians who are looking back at this data, um, what would you have them know about where the study took us in a positive way, but where I think in some ways it irreparably really damaged the knowledge that we have on menopausal hormone therapy. Well, you know, so far, Marla, we've focused just on the breast cancer findings, and that's because mm -hmm. that's really kind of uh, uh, set the stage for this. But in fact, it's really critical to go back to what the study was designed to test, and that is whether or not menopausal hormone therapy could prevent cardiovascular diseases, especially heart disease. And what the WHI showed was that in older women, women starting more than a decade after menopause, it doesn't. Uh, it's either a null effect or maybe potential harm. But what's gotten lost in the rest of all of this to the huge detriment of public health worldwide is that in younger women, Menopausal hormone therapy, certainly estrogen alone, and to a fair degree with a proper selection of a progestin, protects women within 10 years of menopause long-term against ischemic heart disease, the major killer of women worldwide. And that has been lost in the mix, uh, awful tragedy. And on top of that, it also protects against osteoporosis and fractures related to osteoporosis. There's well, to that end, to that end we're, going to invite our viewers, we're going to invite our viewers to come back for another talk that you are and I are going to have on this as well. But I want to thank you for really, you know, bringing up the WHI as a revisit and, and really associated with the wars in terms of misstated and misrepresented so that our viewers can go back, look at the data again with a fresh look, see and understand what they've missed. Thank you so much for joining me today.